your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we are joined again by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting to talk NHL draft. We'll tip our hand a little bit and discuss the two selections that I made in the Locked on NHL mock draft that will drop next week. We'll get Gabe's thoughts on those two players, and we will take a look at some of the other names to keep an eye out on just general draft discussion as well. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons exclusively covering your Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along for this Thursday edition of Locked on Wild and happy to be joined once again by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting for his second go-around here on Locked on Wild. Gabe, what is happening? How are things? Things are good. Uh, the weather's finally evened out here in Illinois. It was raining for forever. So we're finally back into the sun, back into the summer weather. Uh, so all the vibes are good. I'm feeling great. We are just over a week away from the NHL draft. So I'm sure uh, it's getting down to crunch time for you. It's like studying for that final, uh, trying to uh, to get everything that you can possibly get in uh, before those uh, that final exam. So, what um, what what does this last kind of week look like for somebody who has uh, has done profiles on these these prospects? Do you at this point do you really have much more other than just some final kind of notes and observations to uh, to get into before the uh, the draft on Friday? That's exactly what it is. Is finishing everything up um, after over a year focusing on this class it's weird to think that in just over a week we will uh we'll be watching them get their names called um there's a lot of last minute profiles to do a lot of agents and players and families to reach out to um obviously it's a it's a huge month for all these players so talking with the players seeing how they're doing seeing how their families are doing is such a big part of all this and um yeah it's it's hard to believe that we're almost there but right it really is so close yeah it's uh it's it's almost here and this will be you know my first draft to cover with lockdown wild so i'm excited for what that is all going to entail and uh, i can't wait for one of the favorite staples of any draft is having a section of a fan base hate the pick regardless of who it is regardless of what happens that's the best part about the draft though I think is that everybody forms their own opinion on these guys and so nobody is really ever truly wrong unless the player like 100% doesn't pan out like there are going to be people that like the pick there are going to be people that hate the pick that's that's just how it goes yeah it's my favorite part about all this is finding out how subjective all of it is you know you watch these guys play and it's usually pretty easy to say all right he's pretty good but his teammates not so good but 
once you get into the nitty gritty of watching kids this closely and talking to fans and talking to coaches, I, everyone has their own view on every single player. And it's so interesting to see how, yeah, those culminate into a combined consensus in one way or another. Now, as I mentioned, going to kind of tip my hand, and so I, I hope that the uh, I hope the Locked On family does not get upset by me opening my Christmas presents early. We're doing a full every team first round mock uh, for Locked On that will drop next week. But I figured since we're going to have you on, and since next week's going to be insanely busy. Wanted to get your thoughts on the two players that I selected for the Wild with their picks in the first round. I'm going to attempt. I'm going to attempt it. The uh, the first player that I selected for the Wild with their 22nd pick. I, I get so confused too because like Arizona doesn't have a pick, and so is it the 21st pick or is it that? Who cares? But we'll go with the 22nd pick just for this. Um, I went with forward from Canada, Zachary LaRoe. What um, what do you think about what he potentially brings to the table, if that's the route that the Wild decide to go uh, on Friday? First off, uh, LaRoe is, uh, it's, it has an awful name to pronounce. We were talking <laughs> about that before, but it's like LaRoe or something like that. It's, it's super French. Um, I've been calling him the happy one all year because that's okay. the direct translation um so (laughs) just embracing that but um he's a great pick for the wild because the wild don't have an exact bona fide need um they can really use help everywhere and that's exactly what zach brings to the table um he can play all three positions at forward and he can do that because he is by far one of the closest prospects I've ever seen to Tom Wilson. Oh, Um, in terms of he's good. He knows how to use his body and his size to possess the puck well and get it on net. He knows how to create those chances, but he is also extremely dirty, um, which has caused him a, a few issues in the past. I believe he had two or three suspensions this season. Um, but as you watch him more and more, you we really did see him grow as a prospect this season. Um, he had one pretty bad suspension earlier in the year, uh, ran a kid from behind. It was just kind of an unnecessary play, and he was punished for it. And from that, you really saw him, it clicked in his head, and he started improving and taking strides out of um, that area of his game. And if he can learn to temper his temper um, and really find his groove, you are looking at another Tom Wilson in the NHL. Uh, His ability to get under opponent's skins and use his size and his strength. I I don't even know if he's six foot, but watching him play, you'd think he's 6'2", 205 pounds or something like that. Um, He's a very strong kid. And... Yeah, he's a tenacious, aggressive player who loves being under the skin of opponents. And if he can find a good NHL team to really um, develop that in the unique way that it needs to develop, he's a top six player in the NHL. Um, It's a, a riskier pick because you are getting a little bit of a goon, but he's a goon who's grown this year. And he's a goon that 
has learned to more and more use the other skills he has other than the fact that he's stronger than everyone um, to really put points on the board. So he's a fascinating player, especially in a class that's filled with, you know, small speedy guys. Then you have uh, Zach, the happy one who's <laughs> out here throwing kids around, but um, I, he can do it all for Minnesota. He's a very confident player. And uh, yeah, I, would be completely behind that pick because I think more so than anyone in the league, I trust the calm, the cool Minnesota wild and their amazing development program to really kind of kick him in the behind and get him on the right track. Excellent. I don't think Minnesota has any goons. You guys are such a, a nice, well-mannered class. <laughs> we, we do have an enforcer in Marcus Foligno who will take care of goon type players but yeah we i don't think we have anybody that is going to initiate so to speak so and even felino his smile fixes all yeah. of it he <laughs> like you can't stay mad at that guy exactly like you he can like level you through the boards and you look and you see him crack that grin and you're like i i, I can't be mad at him anymore like, exactly sorry about it so that's uh that's a great breakdown of uh, of the happy one thank you for giving me a way to not have to worry about that last name. Um, tell you what, we'll uh, we'll take a quick pause. When we come back, I wanted to get your reaction to the big news. There was a little bit of big news in Minnesota that happened. Um, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that, and then we'll go to the other pick that the Wild made, and we'll uh, we'll go throughout the uh, the rest of the draft from there. Gabe Foley joining Lockdown Wild will continue his chat next. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is at the all-star break, but there are still plenty of games and plenty of at-bats to keep track of down the stretch, and you can do all of that at BetOnline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your favorite UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your favorite teams push through their seasons. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our chat with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting here on today's episode of Locked On Wild. And a reminder, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. The draft being next week, we've got a lot planned to lead up to the draft and the expansion draft coming up next week. So make sure you don't miss an episode of Locked On Wild. Gabe, I buried the lead. Because uh, we had some fairly notable news that happened here in Minnesota. And so, since it is still topical, I wanted to get your reaction to Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi both being bought out by the Wild. One of those, I think, was was expected more so. The Suter one, I'm not going to lie, I was completely caught off guard by. So, I can imagine you were probably caught off guard by both of them. Uh, what did you think of the news? Yeah, I... And just as a hockey fan, just at the core, um, as, as a fan of the Central Division for the last 20 years and all that, it's so weird 
to hear that Suter and Parise won't be on the wild anymore. Um, it, it was shocking to see uh, Suter was bought out, especially, um, you know, Suter has had, uh, you know, he, he's fallen a little bit the last few years, but I still think he's a good defenseman, especially for his age. And really you're looking at a uh, Minnesota wild legend, a guy that, in 50 years will still be brought up with the wild. He's one of the greatest American defensemen uh, of recent note. Um, maybe one of the best ever, maybe in the top 10, if you're really feeling frisky. <laughs> um, but it just, these are two guys who I thought and probably still could get their numbers retired by Minnesota. Um, I, I think Suter has to be a lock for that. I think Parise, I'm such a big fan of him. I still think he is good. Um, and I think he has an, an argument for it. Um, and just to see this is how things came to an end for them was absolutely shocking. Um, what doesn't help with that is how the two found out. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen oh, yeah. any of the listeners who haven't seen um, – Zach Parise received a call from, how do you say your DM's name, Garen? Yeah, Bill Garen. Bill Garen called Zach Parise and let him know that he was getting bought out. Parise was very distraught, so he called his good buddy Ryan Suter who's, and started venting to Suter. And Suter said, oh, that's, that sucks. That's so crazy. Garen called me earlier, but I couldn't get to it. And then while Suter and Parise were on the phone, Garen called Suter and let Suter know. And it's just like, <sighs> no, that is not the way that that should go. Man. Uh, two franchise legends just getting cutting the cord like that hurts. Yeah, I'll um I'll tell you what though. Um Suter's gonna he's gonna hop on somewhere. Like he's gonna hop on somewhere for relatively cheap and he is going to I don't know if I would go so far as to say win somebody a cup, but he could, yes, he could be a piece that is some team that's missing uh, on defense, missing somebody that can be like a top four defenseman. He's, he's still got some minutes left in the tank and Parisi just, Parisi just needs to go to the right situation. I think the wild were asking like, a low bar from him. And I think there was an assumption that he could do more than was asked and they just, they could not meet. And so he'll go somewhere that'll give him, you know, a a starting spot and go from there. I cannot imagine Prize will not go to the Islanders. Yeah. Um, That was a rumor a bit ago, a trade rumor. Was that the 2019 decade or 2019 deadline? I think so. I, they're rubbing together at this point. <laughs> the last years of hockey have been such a mosh pit. But, yeah, the Lou Lamarillo connection there with Zach Parise is going to get him another contract, I think. So, I, for me, these two are um, historic players. Um, Suter more than Parise, obviously. I think Parise might become a little bit more forgettable. Um, but they're two legends um, who really made an impact on the franchises they played for. And so this stinks for the wild. 
the cap hit that comes with it and stuff, but stinks for the guys too. And there's some solace knowing that they're going to have more opportunities in the league for sure. And that this isn't it for the two grandpas that are Frieza and Suter. Yeah. The, uh, the elder statesmen are still going to get an opportunity to, uh, to get it done at the, uh, the NHL level. Um, so there were two picks. The Wild have two picks in the first round. So continuing with this reaction to what I'm doing in the Locked On NHL mock draft. And again, apologies to the uh, the rest of the Locked On NHL crew if I, like I said, am opening my Christmas presents too early. But it makes sense to try to get some reaction because these are guys that legitimately could go to the Wild at those spots. And so the second pick for the Wild at 26, I went with forward... From and I kind of did this for a reason. Uh, most recently playing in the KHL, Nikita Chibrikov, forward uh, taken by the Wild at uh, 26. Kaprizov needs a friend. Um, what do you think about what Chibrikov brings to the table? I know this is a popular pick amongst uh, Wild's Twitter. Uh, and so I'm sure a lot of people would be happy with this one. What does he bring to the table uh, if the Wild were to select him with their second first-round pick? Well, I got to first say, uh, Wild Twitter, you you guys are on to something. Um, as I look through this class, I think there are a small handful of players that really fit the Wild's MO. Chibrikov is right in that group. Um, he is so similar to guys like Beckman, guys like Boldy, um, really just a good uh, mix with the pool that you guys already have. And that's because he's tenacious. He's smaller. I believe he's 5'10 uh, officially, but smaller, but he's a, a quick, tenacious forward. Um, one concern I've had with him this year is he often lacks positioning, but he lacks that positioning in an effort to win puck battles and move the puck up the ice with pace and really drive his team forward. Um, I started noticing recently that it's such a coveted stat or such a coveted skill to really be able to not only control the pace of your own game, but lift all of your teammates up with you. And Chibrikov, in how he pursues defenders, how he pursues puck carriers, and how he's able to turn this aggression into high-tempo offense is he's one of those rare players that really lifts up the players around him. Um, There's a few rough spots in his game that you see with a lot of smaller players like this. Um, He really could afford to bulk up a bit. Sometimes he can be a little bit nervous in his aggression. So you see him charge into the fight and then he <laughs> kind of gets unsure of what to do. Um, so that can be a little bit awkward. And just some other um, working on his skating mechanics to make him an even quicker forward than he already is, really hammering out those first steps. But as I talk about these weaknesses, there's stuff that we see with 99% of NHL prospects. And it's stuff that, NHL development teams are designed to focus on. Um, At the end of the day, really what you want to look for in a prospect is their, their hockey IQ, their willingness to jump into the grit of play and their ability to 
not only use their own abilities, but lift up their teammates' abilities to create those high danger offensive chances. And that's what Chibrikov does. He's a guy who is going to slot into a lineup beautifully. Um, he really can blend with all kinds of teammates. And as he grows as a prospect, and as he works on those nerves and gaining that extra boost of confidence that comes with being in the NHL, um, I think Chibrikov is going to be a Russian that we talk about for quite a bit. And I know that that opinion is not lost on any scouts in the public sphere. He is a very popular player, and he's a player that fits right in with the Wild. Love it. Tell you what, let's um, let's get to some just final thoughts on the draft, uh, talking with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. More to come next here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of our chat with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting, talking NHL draft, which shockingly is here next week already. And just looking, Gabe, at some of the things that we uh, expect to happen here um, throughout the first round, and uh, we'll we'll finish with uh, a couple of your your can't miss players. I think we did that the last time we were on, but you know, with the ever changing, yeah, with the ever changing landscape of the draft, not a bad idea to even rehash. Or I'm sure you have some new names as well. Um, is it pretty much a foregone conclusion that Owen Power goes number one to Buffalo, or is it possible that uh, the Sabers shock everybody and go with a different name? It's it's tough because we're talking about the Buffalo Sabers, and so fact you can never uh, count them out on drafting some nut job <laughs> and one overall or something. Um, the Sabers mo is power all the way. They have been a team that's favored Americans and size and defensemen, and powers all three of those. Um, so I think it's a lock that he goes first overall. There's some people in Buffalo who I've talked to pretty regularly that seem to think that they might go William Eklund, uh, the Swedish forward out of the SHL, uh, Michael Eklund first overall. Apparently they're big fans of him, and their goal right now seems to be to acquire another first uh, top 10 first-round selection to try and get Eklund as well. Um, I think it's going to be messy no matter what, like I said, we're talking about the Sabres here, and so it's tricky to predict anything they do, especially with the hand that the Pegulas have in play, the owners and 
their overbearingness. So um, I would I would put a healthy bet on power going one overall, but it could be it could be me for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, let's just finish with your your can't miss guys right now, and um, we'll just go through. I was going to do this by position, but why don't you just just give me a couple of your can't miss guys that maybe other people haven't uh, been putting in as much uh, attention to anything along those lines. Who are some of Gabe Foley's can't miss prospects in this draft today? Well, I'm obliged to talk about Matthew Coronado and Red Savage. These are the two players that I have been high on all year. It sounds like Coronado is going to be a lock for the top 15. Red Savage might fall to the second round, but both are very capable forwards who use tenacious uh, physical play to drive the net well and really maintain the uh, presence of their team in the offensive zone. Savage is more of a playmaker, whereas Coronado scored 48 goals in 51 games this season. Um but it's looking like they'll both be uh, taken in the top two rounds. Oh, also worth noting, Red Savage, amazing name, is the son of Brian Savage, a Montreal Canadiens local legend. So it'd be cool to see him go anywhere. Um, once you get later into the draft, I'm looking at two guys uh, right off the bat. First one is Connor Kurth. He is in the USHL, plays for the Dubuque Fighting Saints. I have to say right off the bat, Kirk, Kirth is a, a wonderful kid. Um, he's a very uh, humble player who knows what's going on. Um, he knows how to act in this situation. But like I said, he, he's so humble and great to talk to. Um, I love him. His family is great. So I may be a bit biased um, with that, but... Kurth goes exactly against the wild MO that I mentioned earlier. He is 5'11", but almost 220 pounds. And that is brute muscle. Um, Connor Kurth has this strange ability to quite literally bounce kids off of him. Um, he could be standing straight up, perfectly still, and still throw a kid over the glass. Um, he's so incredibly strong and such a fun player to watch because he, he can body kids. Um, he, he's so intimidating when he's on the ice, but then he backs that up with an incredible shot. His shot is hard and accurate and he gets it off quick, especially for a bigger guy. Um, the way he drove offense this year, he worked with Matthew Savoie, who's going to be a top three player in next year's draft, um, almost guaranteed. And he worked with Stephen Holiday, who is an overager for this year's draft. And the three of them formed a level of chemistry that was so fun to watch. Um, Kurth's ability to use his shot and his size to really dominate play, especially on the blue lines, uh, was so fun to watch. Um, he's a guy whose strength alone is going to drive him into the NHL and we'll see if his skill can match, uh, match it once he gets there right now, he is ranked 95th overall for me going up three spots to 92nd overall is Denny Gore. Denny Gore is an OHLer. He played for the Owen sound attack. 
And he's one of many OHL players who we don't know what to expect from. We have no clue. Um, <laughs> if they didn't go overseas, nobody knows what they're talking about with OHLers this year. Um, the most pivotal year of a player's development is their draft year. It is where they'll take the biggest steps forward. And these OHL players didn't get a draft year. Um, and so to try and predict any of them is a tall order. But Denny Gore played at the Erie uh, prospect camp that was held a few months ago, featuring a lot of OHL talent. And even in his, the year before his draft year, last season, he showed just the smartest play in this in this entire draft, I think. Um, his ability to read play and then just teleport to where the play is uh, <laughs> and shut it down is incredible. Um, he's not a fast player. He's not a player that's going to blow you away. But he's maybe one of the most defensively reliable in this entire draft. And he does that from just such an innate ability to, you know, like a superhero ability to know what's going on around him and read the minds of his opponents. Um, it's, it's great watching him play, watching him dominate play in the defensive end. Um, like I said, he's 92nd overall for me right now. A lot of that comes from kind of a, a tepid offensive ability and one that could use some work. But Kurth and Gore have the size and the defensive reliability, respectively, that I think the Wild lack a lot. Um, I think they are a team that in their recent drafts have prioritized speed and offensive ability. Yep. And let me tell you, they got that in bunches <laughs> with Rossi and Boldy and Beckman and Kovanov. Is such a talented prospect pool. So why not take a late round flyer on a defensive standout or a big body guy that can throw everyone around? Um, I think Gore and Kurth are two forwards that really could slot in beautifully in a wild lineup that's going to be one of the fastest in the league very soon. Wow. I, uh, I love that. Love that list. And uh, we'll see if you get any of those rights uh, and the wilds listen to this and uh, take your advice on some of those guys in later rounds. Um, Gabe, I could do this all day. Uh, it's fun to listen to you just talk about these prospects and, uh, and pour your knowledge out, but uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Now we'll have you on again, of course, just consider yourself part of the regular rotation at this point. Um, That's exactly what I wanted to be. There we go. And uh, we'll have you on again after the draft. But until then, uh, enjoy the uh, the NHL draft. Obviously, this is, you know, Christmas for you guys that uh, that cover it extensively. And uh, I look forward to hearing what you think about uh, how things go for the wild and how things go for the NHL in general when we uh, chat next. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I am already intimidated by the draft. So I can't wait to sit down and unwind with you afterwards and finally take that weight off of my chest. Love that. Uh, and again, you can follow Gabe at NHL Foley on Twitter. We'll make sure to uh, peg his work um, as we lead up to the draft next week. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well at Locked on Wild. Tomorrow on Lockdown Wild. We will be joined by Spoked Z 
to talk all things NHL, the craziness that's going on in the NHL this week. So we'll uh, we'll recap the weekend style with Spoked Z coming up tomorrow. Uh, until then, have a great rest of your day. You can find new episodes of Locked On Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.